Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. To those listening on Spotify, hello, my name is Kinsey Scanlon. I will be a junior in three weeks and four days. Oh my God. I've been going to this church for six years. I've been here since I was 10. Um, and I've never preached before. This is my first time being in the pulpit. I almost did at FCA, at one of the FCA meetings my freshman year, and then it rained, and so they canceled the meeting. And then sophomore year, I was like, oh my God, I got this, I got this. I go to um, Eagles for Christ. And then what do you know? The school, it, God decides to you know, not tell us we need an ark, and our school practically like gets water in it, and it was, ooh. So that meeting was canceled. So I would love to thank pastors Chris and Aaron and the Lord for giving me this opportunity to preach tonight. Thank y'all so much for everything that y'all have done for us in the past four years. Um, our youth group, we would not be who we are without y'all. So thank y'all so much for everything that y'all do. Um, for those of you who don't know, we went to church camp last week. Oh my gosh, that was the you know best experience that I have had. <laughs> that was the best experience at a church event that I have had ever. Um, those that the, that five days that we were gone, all of those services, I speak on behalf of every single person who went and is going to the second week now. Um, that was a life-altering experience. Oh, my word. Um, that Wednesday night, so seven days ago, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, thanks. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I believe I was given my calling. Um, and so later on that night after the service, I was beat. I went to my cabin and I got deep into prayer and worship. And what I mean by deep into prayer and worship is the same song that I'm stuck in my head the, all the days beforehand was playing a little louder and I was half asleep saying the same two sentences. Um, and so as I was falling asleep, I had this idea for a message. this like daydream type thing where I was standing on this stage speaking this message to you all, um, Haley and Aaron can actually testify to this. I jumped up out of my bed and I grabbed my pen. I, I fell out of my bed, <laughs> grabbed my pen and my notebook and ran to the bathroom. And I was in the bathroom for like five minutes writing the rough draft of this message. And over the past week, with the help of Pastor Chris, I have gotten it down to what it is and I'm here to preach it to y'all. Yeah, thanks. The title of my message, if y'all haven't seen, is Our God Gives. Um, bow your heads. I'm going to say a prayer before I get started. Dear Lord, thank you so much for everything that you do, for everything that you've done, for everything you will continue to do. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to preach to our lovely audience. Um, Lord, I pray that all distractions are set aside and that each, uh, all the eyes and all the ears are attentively listening. Lord, I pray that it is not my own words that I am speaking, but yours. Lord, use me as a vessel to speak to all the lives in this room. Thank you for everything that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so I have three points for you guys tonight. The first point is, he gives us love. John 3, 16, I'll be reading uh, CEB, by the way, so if y'all want to open your Bibles into John, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That is the first Bible verse we are taught in church. And we kids, that's the first Bible verse we taught in our curriculum at Second Baptist, that's the first Bible verse we taught the preschoolers. At church camp, at um, Sunday school and church, that is the first thing you're taught. How much God loves us. Like, John writes in First John about 
God's love for us. 1 John 4, 7 through 10 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know. No, scratch that. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Throughout the New Testament and throughout, yeah, throughout the New Testament and all of these verses that talk about God's love for us, they all have something to do with Jesus' crucifixion, not crucifixion, words. Um, He, all of these verses, they talk about, hey, the Lord sent his one and only son to die for you and 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 you. Y'all don't deserve it, but God did it. God loves you so much that he sent his son to come down here, live a life, preach his word, um, get brutally beaten, brutally beaten for it, get killed, you know, put up on a cross. I got a splinter in my foot yesterday. That was the worst pain I have been in in a long time. Now, if I could barely handle a splinter in my foot, now how about a wooden stake going through your feet? That's got to hurt. God, love, God loves us when we don't love him. God loves us whenever we're like, hey, instead of, you know, going to church, I'm going to go to that party and hook up with that guy. God loves us when we don't go on the path that he wants us. God loves us. God loves me the same as he love, loves the people who don't know him and don't love him and call him the fake man in the sky. God loves us. <laughs> um, my second point tonight Sorry if this is going a little fast. I'm really nervous. Um, My second point tonight is he gives us grace. Every single day, the Lord shows us his unconditional love by pouring out his grace, his abundance of it. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, as long as we ask for forgiveness, God gives it and gives us his grace. Ephesians 2.8 says, you're saved by God's grace because of your faith. This salvation is God's gift, not something you possessed. You know, whenever you talked bad about that friend behind their back, if you ask God, he's going to forgive you for it. You remember when you snuck out and, you know, disobeyed your parents because you got mad at your mom because she told you to do the dishes and you were like, no, I'm going to rebel. You pray and he's going to forgive you for that. Remember when you opened that website Oh, yeah, that private browser one. You pray and he's going to forgive you for that because he loves you enough to have his son die. As long as you ask, as long as you ask, he's going to forgive you for it because he loves us, because he loved us enough to allow us this opportunity to live through him and to have everlasting life. Now my third and final point of the night is he gives us strength. This one, when I was writing this, I have never read this far into Exodus. Exodus, at the moment, is my favorite book in the Bible um, because of this. There is, like, half a page for this, and the other ones have, like, a quarter of a page. So get ready. In Exodus, we see Moses. He fights all of these battles. Like, in the first, like, 17 chapters, it is insane. Um, So we all know that that Moses parts the Red Sea. Before that, Moses was climbing up a mountain, doing Moses things in the mountain, and he sees this burning bush, and he's like, why is that bush burning? And it's like not being destroyed. It's just on fire. Um, I'm going to go check this out. And so he walks over to the bush, and God 
throws angels speak, and it's like, hey, yo, take off your shoes. Those are nasty. Take off your shoes. And tells Moses, he's like, hey, you know, using my God's sight, I see the Israelites, my people in slavery and in captivity under the Pharaoh in Egypt. So, buddy man, I need you to go deliver them. I need you, Moses, I need you to deliver them out of Egypt and bring them to the promised land. And once you free them, you know, they'll be free. And you know what Moses says? He's not like, hey, yeah, I'm going to, I want to go do that. Thanks, God. Thanks for telling me. Um, I'm going to go. No, no. Exodus 3, 11 through 12 says, but Moses said to God, who am I to go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He questions God. What? Who in their, I mean, I've done it before, so we all have. But he questions God. Who am I to do that? I'm not strong enough. I can't do that. It goes on to say, God said, I'll be with you, and this will show you that I am the one who sent you. After you bring the people out of Egypt, you will come back here and worship God on this mountain. God is like, dude, why are you questioning me? I got you. I am God. I am God. Not them. You have no need to be scared. I will provide for you. I will give you the strength that you need to go to Egypt, walk up into Pharaoh's uh, castle thing, walk up and stand him in the face and say, hey, give me back God's people because they are not your people. They are God's people. God gives him the strength to do that. And then, um, you know, he continues on and he delivers the people and they're walking out of Egypt. And um, Moses is like, God, where do we go? I don't know what I'm doing. Where, where do we go? And so God's like, Moses, gee, Moses, go to the desert by the Red Sea. I will have Pharaoh, you know, not be smart because I'm God and I can do that. And I will, <laughs> I'll go and, you know, you'll, I'll, I got you. I got you. You've got this through me. And so Moses is like, okay, all right, Israelites. Hey, we're going to go to this desert by that one body of water in a desert because that makes sense. Um, and so the Israelites were like, dude, you should have just left us in Egypt. We've been walking. We are hungry. We are thirsty. Why is there an ocean in the middle of the desert? How are we going to get through it? You brought us here to die, man. You should have left us in Egypt. You should have left us in slavery with Pharaoh. And so Moses is like, God, God, what do I do? God, what am I supposed to do? They're not wanting to do what you said to do. So Exodus 14, 15 through 16 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to get moving. Tell, tell them go. Tell them get moving. As for you, you're going to lift your shepherd's rod. You're going to stretch your hand out over the sea and split it in two so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. On dry ground. And guess what he does? Take a guess. He, you know, stands in front of that sea. He gets his rod and he goes, ding. And the sea parts, you know, dry ground, just like this carpet, just like the ground outside because we haven't had rain in forever. The Israelites walk on dry ground because God gave Moses the strength to part the Red Sea. And then again, again, God gives Moses the strength. And Exodus 17, Exodus 17, God's like, hey, Moses, my man, I need you to take, you know, those two people and some other Israelites, and I need you to go fight the Amaleks. I need you to go fight them and defeat them. But, you know, 
I've given you strength, so I've got you. And so guess what Moses does? Moses goes, and he takes some Israelites. He takes a handful of them. There's like four or five of them. And they go, and they defeat him. Moses, he's standing there with his rod because if he has his rod up, the Israelites are winning. Yay! But his arm starts to get tired, and he starts to drop it, and then, oh, no, the Israelites are losing. And so God gives him the strength, and two of his buddies are sitting there holding his arm up, and God gives him the strength, and the Israelites win! Exodus 15.2. Exodus 15.2 says, The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength and my power, and my power. He has become my salvation. This is my God whom I will praise, the God of my ancestors whom I will acclaim. And this, isn't, this is just the beginning. This is just, actually, this is the second book of the Bible. How, Aiden, you know how many books of the Bible there are? You, Miss Cindy taught all y'all. There's over 60 books in the Bible, and this is just the second book of the Bible. God's given them strength. So guess what he's going to do to you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to give you the strength as long as you do things through him. I mean, like, if you're going to go and you're going to be like, I'm going to go fight this dude because he said something bad about my sister or because he said that I was dumb. He's not, now, God's not going to give you the strength to do that because you're fighting him for stupid reasons. No. If, you, if you're like, oh, you know, I'm in a friend group. You know, they're not Christians. You know, they're atheists. They talk bad about me. They make fun of me for going to FCA. I mean, they come to FCA for the pizza, but they're sitting in the back, and they're laughing, and they're giggling while Pastor Chad's preaching. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to invite him to church. Lord, please give me the strength to invite my friends to church. Without them laughing at me, Lord, give me the strength that I need to do that. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to give you that wisdom. He's going to give you the wisdom to do it because you're doing it for him and through him. Y'all, Oh, oh. <laughs> Philippians 4, 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's another verse of the Bible that we, that we, you know, learn. I mean, we learn them all, but that's one of the main ones. And a lot of people, they, like I was saying, they take this verse out of context. They're like, well, I, if, if God, if I can do it, God, it's, it says God's going to give me the strength to do it. So I'm going to go to that party and I'm going to, hey, God, give me the strength to withhold all that alcohol in my system without getting wasted. God's not going to give you the strength to do that. You're dumb. Don't do that. As long as you do it through him, for him, he's going to give you the strength to do it. I think we forget how, I think we often forget who God is in our lives and what he does in our lives. I think we forget that he loves us so we hide from him, so we stop going to church because, oh, I did that. I went to that party. I allowed my friends to peer pressure me to go to that party. Uh, God, <laughs> God, he doesn't love me. He's, I, I should, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed because I did that or because I let them talk me into doing this or I looked at that. I'm ashamed, so God, he doesn't love me anymore. Who am I to be loved by an almighty God who's perfect? I think we forget that he loves us no matter what. I think we forget that if you pray for forgiveness, that he's going to forgive you. And when he forgives, he forgets. I mean, you're not going to pray for forgiveness. You're not going to be like, hey, God, I just had sex before marriage. I just cheated on my significant other. I just got wasted, you know. 
please forgive me. And then he forgives you, right? And then you go and get into like a car wreck or something and you die. You're not going to go up to the pearly gates and be like, hi, God, can I come in? And God's going to be like, mm, yeah, I mean, I know I forgave you for that. You know, the drinking and the sex and the partying and the talk, the gossiping, oh, the gossiping that you do. You know, I know I forgave you for that, but oh, that I don't know if that's going to cut it. I don't know. God's not going to do that to you. He doesn't do that. You pray for forgiveness, he forgives, he forgets. I think we forget about all of that. I think we forget that he's going to give us the strength. I think we forget that he forgives. We forget his grace and his love. We forget it. Have y'all for, forgotten it? I know I've forgotten it. <laughs> I forgot it before we went to church camp, and then we went to church camp, and, you know, didn't get the church camp blues, only sharing the church camp news. Can I get an amen? Thank you. Thank you, Christopher. <laughs> so I know that I've forgotten it. And then as I was writing this message, I remembered, and I was like, oh, crap, I'm sorry, God, I forgot it. I'm going to pray over us tonight that we can remember. <coughs> oh, I've got a frog in my throat. That we can remember everything that God has done and everything that God will continue to do. Because the three points that I had tonight, the love, the grace, and the strength, that is not all that God gives us. That is not it. He gives us everlasting life through his son who died for us. He gives us so much more than the three points that I had tonight. And as we read through the Bible, and as I continue to read through the Bible, we will, you know, continue to learn those things. Continue to learn what we can do through God. Continue to learn what God has allowed others to do through him. We can learn to build arcs. We can learn to deliver people from evil. Because, uh, I forgot what book of the Bible it was, but... God gives us the power to deliver demons from people. I think we forget that. I think we forget that God gives us the power to do things through him. <laughs> so I'm going to pray for us tonight that we can remember all of these things and that we can live through Christ because we will have the power once we do. Dear Lord, thank you so much for everything that you have done for us, Lord. I pray that, I pray tonight that we start to remember and stop forgetting your love and your grace and the joy that we get and the strength that we get, Lord. I pray that we remember it all and that we keep remembering it, Lord. I pray tonight over any unspoken prayer requests in everybody's lives and everybody who's sick right now. I pray over them. And I pray that we remember, Lord. Thank you so much for everything you do and everything you will continue to do, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.